ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Thursday, March 31st edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for checking in with me today. We're going to hear from the softball coach herself, Megan Smith-Lyon. She's coming on in the next 15 minutes or so, give or take. We're going to talk to her. Thundering Herd looking pretty good so far, 19-9 overall. They're 3-3 three and three in conference, hoping to improve that. They've got a series with Charlotte coming up. We're going to talk to her about that. You know the Herd's 11-0 at home. I don't know if you knew that. 11-0 at home. Hopefully, we're going to make that 12, 13, and then 14-0 and at home. So, we'll talk to her in the next few minutes. It's been a while. we got to talk about Sidney Nestor, Conference USA Pitcher of the Week, four-time, four-time. That's not shabby whatsoever. So we got to talk to her about that. And, of course, when talking to Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director, he was telling me about some of the things that some of the coaches have put on their list, the win-win philosophy, when you get this, you can win lights. Lights at the dot. So we're going to talk to her about all of that. And, of course, we're going to make time for you. I want to get your phone calls in. 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. And, of course, the phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. What do we get today out of uh, the Sun Belt? By the way, Conference USA is no longer... Our conference as a media, as a fan base, as a team, July 1st. No longer Marshall will be officially in the Sun Belt. You know why? You know why I know that? Because the Sun Belt sent out the official statement today. This is uh, from the Sun Belt and Commissioner Keith Gill. They said earlier today in this release statement, league issued... We are delighted to welcome Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss as full members of the Sunbelt Conference on July 1st, 2022. With the addition of James Madison, the Sunbelt will increase the 14-member institutions with passionate fan bases. And this is from Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill. The statement continues, The expansion, or this expansion, will produce even stronger regional rivalries, something we very much look forward to this fall, or something we're very much looking toward this fall. Our future is bright, and the 2022-23 academic year promises to be one of the most anticipated in Sunbelt history. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited as well. I I get to see new teams. I get to find out about new matchups. Get to see maybe new rivalries start to form. We got a whole bunch of new frenemies out there. Not enemies, frenemies. We're all frenemies here. It's all great now. We're all loving each other now. We're all friends. We're all on message boards. That's great. Wait till Coastal Carolina and the herd get going in soccer. Won't be any friends there. Not. Not a bit, not a bit. Of course, they've got a, a quick relationship already, so it's not like it's not like they're strangers. Frenemies. It's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Sunbelt issuing that today, and of course, you know, the Sunbelt 
looking forward to a uh, this is probably what the quickest transition I've seen in a long while from we're leaving a conference to here we are we're in our new home I mean, this is a quick transition doesn't happen often like this and right now if your team's in the in the conference sitting there waiting to go to the American you're probably stewing a little bit like we got to wait now some of that's because you got to wait till your spot opens your spot's not there just yet. And I'm surprised we haven't seen, and of course, as we move up in money level here, you know, you can't make some of these maneuvers. And we're talking about Conference US here, you know, Conference USA here. We're talking about a league that maybe didn't dot all its uh, I's and cross all its T's. Just maybe here. We're not talking about tens of millions of dollars here. We're not talking about that kind of revenue. We're, we're talking about a situation where Marshall found a way to force Conference USA to work with them. Like, look, we want to get out here. Let's uh, let's make this uh, possible here. You know, we'll um, we'll talk about it. I mean, we're not going to you know understandingly just walk out and say, "Hey, see ya." League was like, "No," nope. and so Marshall's like, "Okay, we're going to go this way then." And it all got settled quickly because, again, Conference USA had to go deal with Southern Miss on its home turf, Marshall, here in Cabell County, and also had to go deal with Old Dominion in its own court system. You got to go deal with three of these entities, three different fronts. I mean, it's not as if Conference USA is flush with cash and full of lawyers that can just go anywhere. So this was a good move for everyone involved here. I don't think it – I mean, now you look at the, the Conference USA schedule and you're like, okay, yeah, that's kind of – it's a it's a really whack-looking schedule here with 11 teams and, you know, week zero and all of that. And, and I get it. I understand. It's uh, You could have worked this out a little sooner. You could have planned this out a little bit better. I'm sure you just didn't throw this together in the last couple of days. You've been working on this. You, you should have been working on this and the possibility that this is what the schedule needs to look like here. And you, you do hate it for maybe some of your partners because, after all, I like Marshall playing Western Kentucky. I, I like that series. Middle Tennessee, football, maybe not my favorite series, but basketball, I really enjoyed it. And so you're, you're going to not see some of those. You hate that. But, again... I think Marshall's got to do what's best for Marshall. hate to be selfish, but Marshall's got to do what's best for the institution, and you got to be good about it. I mean, you can't just go wrecking things. But at the same time, you got to go take care of what is best for the institution moving forward, and hopefully you can have some good relationships in the future with some of those institutions. A lot of those institutions are, are moving to the American if Marshall doesn't play some of those Texas schools ever again, I'm not going to really lose any sleep over it. You know, maybe if there's a bowl matchup somewhere down the line, Marshall-North Texas, okay, I'll deal with that. But I'm sure you're not calling up North Texas and saying, hey, look, can we get the series going again? Nothing against North Texas, just just, you know, you want to try to make sense. I mean, after all, I like the philosophy. Like, you got to go somewhere that's cool for the fans. you got to go somewhere that's good for the fans. And you got to go where it makes sense. I think what Marshall's doing here makes sense. All right, we're going to talk softball. Megan Smith Lyon is joining us. We're going to talk to her later on. We're going to hear from Coach Huff. We got some of his uh, 
feedback from yesterday's practice. We'll get that. We'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is 304. Check that. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line is 304-523-2275. Hey, look, I had to deal with the garage today. Cut me some slack. Had to go deal with my vehicle once again. They're doing great work for me at the garage, but you know what? It's a visit to the garage. You understand what I'm what I'm talking about, where, what I'm going through. So cut me some slack here. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. You know, sometimes you you don't do things right on this program. And one of those things we're making up for right now is bringing back the head coach of the Marshall softball team, Megan Smith-Lyon. It's been too long. Hopefully she will forgive me as we welcome her now on the program. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And let us welcome the head coach of the softball team, Megan Smith-Lyon. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I need to have you back on more. It's my fault. Well, I'm glad to be back on. How you been? I mean, you're, you're I'm winning. Doing well. Yeah, you're winning, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Um, I, I don't want to linger too much on some of the things that uh, are in the future. I, I really want to focus on, you know, the here and now with Charlotte and what's coming up this weekend for you. But uh, I do want to ask first. You know, your name's come up a couple of times as uh, we talked to Christian Spears, and uh, he mentioned his win-win program or his, his philosophy when you get this, when you that. And he's talking about what the coaches are asking for as far as a wish list. And he told me, I guess, number one was lights for you. I'm kind of curious what the rest of the wish list looks like. But, uh, you know, I was kind of curious what those conversations have uh, been like so far as, as you meet the new boss and, and get to work with him. Well, you know, first I, I'll have to say that we're lucky to have him as a leader. Um, he is a dynamic individual, and uh, he has fired up uh, to be here. And that's that's exciting, you know, for a coach to to meet with an athletic director who who shares the same energy and fire and passion for this place and for and for you know continuing to get better and better. And you know, that's definitely. Um, his goal and you know we we've had several conversations and um, you know light for sure you know we've talked about upgrades to dot hicks field we we love our home field we feel like we play well at home um, you know but you know we're getting ready to move in the in the sun belt that's a big powerhouse softball conference and you know our facility we need some um, you know just some tweaks to it to to get to where it's up to the caliber of, of the sun belt facilities um, you know light being one of those things um, you know, scoreboard, um, you know, things that we need, uh, like I said, just small upgrades to, to make our field even better and, and to give us an even better home field advantage. Um, you know, we've talked about our staff, adding to our staff right now. Uh, we're not fully staffed, and, you know, we'd love to have a full staff to be able to, to serve our, our players uh, even better. Um, you know, but I'll tell you, it's been really, really awesome to have time with uh, Christian and to hear his goals and what his vision is. And uh, it's definitely an exciting time to be a Marshall. 
you're going to get new turf, right? I'm, I'm assuming that's happening since you're going to have um, Sunbelt logos on everything. So you're getting a fresh paint job at least. I, I'm guessing, you know, he talked about that. He talked about anything that we have that's got CUSA on it, we're going to have to to redo. So whether it's padding, signage, um, graphics, anything like that, we're going to have to to, uh, to definitely redo as we move into the Sunbelt next year. How... Before we get into what's upcoming in front of you, that's the more important thing right now. But looking ahead, uh, you mentioned the Sun Belt's a really powerhouse league. Uh, that's got to excite you at the same time. You know, as good as Marshall's been and as good as the program is right now, uh, I'm sure there. You mentioned some of the things there, but how much of a of difference are these programs and? You know, the level of competition, the facilities, and everything that makes a Sunbelt program what it is compared to where Marshall and your program's at right now? You know, I think we have such a great tradition here at Marshall, um, you know, that's been around way before I was here. You know, Shonda Stanton um, built a really, really strong foundation. Um, and, you know, so we, we're in a good place. But I, I tell you, you know, the Sunbelt, it's an awesome softball conference. And, you know, you've got um, – adding James Madison and with Louisiana Lafayette, that's two World Series teams, um, teams that go to the World – James Madison was in it last year. Uh, UL has been there in the recent uh, in the recent past. Um, and, you know, you've just got some powerhouses in the conference, and you've got schools that have invested a lot in softball in the Sun Belt. You know, great facilities, full staff. Um, you know, so it's, it, it's exciting. It's exciting to be in a league like that. Um, you know, Conference USA this year – uh, is is a super tough conference, a, a much stronger conference top to bottom than it has been since I've been here. Um, you know, and the, and the Sun Belt's going to be that way, you know, from top to bottom. It's going to be a tough softball league, and we're excited for that challenge. We're, we're really excited to get going. Um, you know, we're, our focus and what we've been talking to our players about all year throughout the whole talks of conference realignment and changing conferences is, you know, we're focused on, on Conference USA. And you know, a lot of people like to talk about the Sun Belt and want to ask me about it, and that, that's totally fine. We're excited for it in the future, but we don't think much about it day-to-day right now. We are in the midst of trying to compete in Conference USA, and, and Conference USA is a tough league this year for us, and, um, and we're, uh, we're focused on that right now. Let's focus on Conference USA. You come into the contest this weekend, the series with Charlotte, 19-9, and 3-3. So you get back on the winning track in conference. And you're going to be tough at home because you've been tough at home all season, long undefeated. And you get a pretty good Charlotte team coming in. So I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be a, an easy uh, day at the dot all weekend when you face off against them. No, I mean, you know, Charlotte comes in here. They were preseason picked to win our conference, and rightfully so. They have a very talented team. They've been ranked in the top 25 this year. Um, first RPI rankings came out. They were eighth in the country. You know, so we've, we've got our work cut out for us this weekend. And, you know, they're a tough team. Um, they do everything well. They don't have a weak area in their game. Um, I tell you, I'm, I'm glad we're playing them at home. You mentioned it. We, we play really well at home. Um, we feel super comfortable here. We have great fan support here. It's a great atmosphere for our players. And, you know, we're, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a fight. And we're our, you know, our focus has been we want to compete. We want to compete hard from first pitch to last out. And, you know, we, we're going to play as hard as we can and, and compete and see what happens. But, you know, we've been playing well lately. And, and you know, that, 
that excites me going into this weekend. I'm sure you're also looking for a carpenter because you're going to need some more room for all the hardware that Sydney Nestor keeps acquiring. Pitcher of the week, fourth time. I mean, that's just, um, I guess, well, that's just another day at the ballpark for her. She's just really out there showing her stuff all season long, so consistent. Yeah, she she is consistent. And I tell you, you know, she's a worker. She works hard. She has since the, the day she stepped on campus. And she has um, a determination about her and a focus about her. And it's really fun to watch her work. You know, she hasn't, she hasn't been perfect, um, but she fights. And she is locked in and she is very determined to be successful. Um, and, and, you know, the thing about it, she's had, you know, had these awards and she's done a really good job for us individually, but she is a true team player. It's all about her team and her teammates. And it, that's fun to see, you know, a lot of times when, when someone, especially a pitcher um, is so successful, you know, it, it, you don't necessarily get the team aspect from that person. And, and she has been a great leader. She is a team player, 100%. Uh, and she's she's been fun. It's fun to watch her. It's fun to coach her. It's fun to watch her compete. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's more fun for you, watching Sydney on the mound or watching Allie when she's at bat? Gosh, that's a tie. Man, that's a tie. I can't, I can't pick one. I, you know, I think I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have so many talented players and um, you know, I, I, honestly, what's more fun than any of that is watching our players love the game and have so much fun playing it. If you come to watch us play, um, it, they're a hoot. Our, our players love the game of softball. They love being around each other. They love representing Marshall and they have a lot of fun with it. And, you know, I, I love watching Allie in the box and Sydney in the circle. Um, but what I love more is watching our team, uh, compete and, and love to play. I know those two probably get most of the attention just because Sydney's been so outstanding. And then Allie and what she does uh, with the bat speaks for herself. But, you know, we haven't even really talked about Maya Stevenson yet. We haven't talked about uh, Katie Adams uh, or or Sage or any of the other members of this team. And you're right, they're all fun to to really watch. And it's not just the Allie and Sydney show. I mean, it really – it feels like this is a very cohesive unit this time around. Absolutely. You know, we have a ton of players that um, step in and, and have big moments and, and contribute. We have a lot of players that are in uh, roles. They're, you know, maybe they're pinch runners, and they come in and do awesome things. And we really have been talking to our players about it being about us, you know, being about us as a group and working together and not as individuals. And, you know, that's really – last weekend we saw it, and, and that we played probably our best. Um, against Middle Tennessee, and, and it was because we were not so worried about ourselves individually, but we were worried about each other and, and focusing on supporting each other and, and having each other's backs, and, you know, I think that, that that's something that, that's fun to see. You know, um, we do have big moments. You know, Maya has had some awesome individual performances. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we have a freshman, Lauren Love, that, that had some really great performances as well, um, you know, but overall, we definitely uh, are, you know, focus more on being a good team and working together. And that definitely showed against the middle. And I, and I've challenged our players uh, this week that we've got to do that even more this weekend against Charlotte. Joining us on the program, Megan Smith-Lyon, our guest, the head coach of the Marshall softball team. Charlotte, the opponent this weekend, Friday at 1 p.m., 
Saturday, 1 p.m., Sunday at noon. I'm hoping we're going to get great weather for all three days and uh, that we just have a beautiful softball weather for the weekend. And, of course, if there's any reschedules, you know, keep an eye on social media for that. But uh, I think we're going to get good weather for this this weekend. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. It seems like it. You know, we've had some tough luck with weather. We played middle, and it was absolutely freezing. Um, And, you know, we've had a lot of games canceled because of rain. So, you know, it looks, cross our fingers and knock on wood, it looks like this weekend we're going to get a little bit better weather, and and we're definitely looking forward to that. See, that can you put that on your wish list, a temporary cover. I don't know how how that's going to (laughs) work, but a cover over the, the playing area. I don't know, maybe, you know, some sort of transparent material. I don't know. Just something to help. Yeah, that would be nice. Our weather's so unpredictable. It'd be nice to have, that's for sure. Yeah. Have have you ever dealt with such um, schizophrenic weather, like the weather here in Huntington? Yeah, I mean, I've dealt with bad weather. I coached at Kansas for nine seasons, and so it, we, it would snow in May okay. there. Okay, so, that's fair. I mean, I've had worse. I would take this every day of the week over the weather that I had to deal with at the University of Kansas. But it is, it's a little, the weather here is a little bit, it's a little bit nuts. I mean, one day it's it's 80 and I'm in shorts and the next day it's snowing and I'm wearing a parka. And that's how it's been this, this spring. And it's been the worst we've had so far since I've been here in four years. It's been kind of the craziest spring weather-wise. But, you know, knock on wood, maybe from this point forward, we're going to get some good weather for the rest of the year. I'm hoping so. Uh, there's a lot of softball still to be played. And, of course, uh, even though we're kind of looking ahead, I can look ahead to the Sun Belt and how exciting that's going to be. Uh, you still got a Conference USA championship to go out and win. That would be the best. Win the conference championship going into the new league with the hardware. That would be nice. I mean, it would be nice. Our ultimate goal is always to win a championship here at Marshall. And, you know, we we are taking it one game at a time this season, trying not to think too much big picture. Uh, it's in the back of our minds, but we got to take care of, our, of business every day we go out and, you know, this weekend's a tough test on in our road to, to win a championship. You know, Charlotte is a strong team. They've had a great start to their season, and it's definitely going to be a challenge, and we're, we're excited. We're excited to see kind of how we stack up against them. Thanks for doing this again. We'll get you back in soon. Hopefully the weather's going to allow us to have you back in more. Uh, have fun this weekend. It should be a great one. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Megan Smith-Lyon, my guest, we appreciate her checking in. Charlotte, the opponent this weekend. Marshall will face off against the 49ers Friday 1 p.m., Saturday 1 p.m., and Sunday at noon at the dot. When we continue, we're going to hear from Charles Huff. When we continue, here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday, March 31st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate that. We got Coach Huff here in a moment. We're going to hear from him. Yesterday, another day of practice in the books. Coach Huff has been great this year. He's been giving us uh, some more opportunities. Uh, He's going to give us another opportunity on Saturday. Of course, uh, we're going to take advantage of the opportunity on Monday and Wednesday since by the time we get back here on the show, Monday will have wrapped up. So, you know, we'll have the Monday, at least for the show. For the show, we're going to have the Monday and Wednesday uh, recaps. 
We're getting close to the Saturdays, though, where we can actually go to the games. we got the spring game coming up and then the brand-new schedule in Conference USA. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm here to excite you about Marshall football with Coach Huff now. And yesterday, it was day two of practice, and he told everyone that hopped on with him, it was, a, it was a really good start to day two. Learning how we practice, I think you're doing a really good job of that. Um, you know, obviously we haven't got pads on yet. You know, one more last day without having to be able to say, you know, oh, I would have blocked him if I'd have had pads on. But, you know, really good. I think the D-line has been consistent. You know, um, I talked to the team afterwards. The thing we got to do a little bit better job is our mental focus in the back end of practice. When we get a little tired, you know, when we've had a few reps, we're breathing a little bit heavy, we got to be able to focus in on the things that we can control, right? Getting the signal, get a line, communicating those type of things. But overall, I think it's been a really good um, start. Um, obviously, there's some things we got to continue to improve on as far as um, installs and the minute details of the positions, but a really good start. Good start for the Thundering Herd, day two of practice. Now, yesterday, I was kind of curious. Now, again, you could have superstars in practice, so when we get to the actual game or we get to the actual season, those superstars in practice maybe won't show up. They're gone. You don't hear from them again. We've had that over the years. But I was kind of curious yesterday who stood out to Coach Huff when he was observing what his squad was doing. I think Gilmore flashed a little bit today. I think he got his hands on a couple balls. Um, you know, to me, that's, that's a defensive thing, you know, because everybody's got to do their part in that. Um, I think he got his hands on a couple balls. Um, I think Corey Gamage made some really strong contested catches. You know, he's got really strong hands. And the thing we challenged him with, Coach Bo Knight is challenging those guys at the receiver position is to be consistent catching the ball. I know it sounds remedial, right? You're a wide receiver, catch the ball. But, you know, you, you got to make the contested catches. You know, and anybody can catch the ball running wide open down the sideline. But, you know, we, we got some really good DBs and we're playing some tight coverage. And these guys are able to really get involved in some of these passes and being able to contest it catch is really something that they've worked on. I think Corey did a good job of that today as well. One of the things that Coach also addressed yesterday when he was asked, just the importance of having Gamage and Keaton there. Those guys bring some experience, they bring some stability. You know, we said it last year with, you know, with, with our situation, you know, it's not all on the quarterback. You know, when, when he does throw you the ball, you got to catch it. Um, and, and that sounds remedial again, um, but we, we probably had way too many unforced drops last year when we went back and looked at it. And that's one of the things we've really been harping on. The other thing is when you have young quarterbacks, you know, from a receiver standpoint, you got to be really sure of where your route depth is, you know, what, what your release is, where on the area and zone are you supposed to be, what area of the field, all of those things, because as a, as a young quarterback, they may not be able to kind of improvise if you release outside when you're supposed to release inside or, you know, if it's a zone and you're sliding through rather than sitting. So all of those things to me is, are how the receivers can help, you know, these young quarterbacks. And really all it is is playing consistent at the wide receiver position and tight end and running back, you know, in the pass game. You know, the more consistent they can play, the more the young quarterbacks can go back and look and say, oh, hey, on this play versus this coverage, this is what it looks like. This is where I need to locate the ball. So the more consistent they can be, uh, I think it helps the, the maturation of these young quarterbacks. One position that was addressed yesterday was the safety position, and here's what the Coach Huff said. Just again, we're in we're in – Day two of practice. Day two. Here's the evaluation of the safety position. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously E.J. Jackson is, is back. He's played a little bit, you know, in, in those positions. When I say in those positions, in both of those positions. So he's got a little bit of experience back there. Isaiah Norman, you know, transfer from, you know, that came in, you know, this January. Um, he's a veteran player. He's played not necessarily in our defense, but he's played, you know, in the, in the secondary. And then Andre Sam, you know, Andre Sam has done a really good job. Um, he probably flashes a little bit more. Um, throughout practice because he's a little bit quicker than the other guys. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, kind of like a bug fly by your eye. You know, you're like, oh, what was that? Um, but I think the three of them have done a really good job. on Martin, you know, was, was injured last year, and, and he's able to kind of – he's working back into some of those reps um, that he wasn't able to get last year. So we've got kind of a committee right now, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to expose them to as much as possible rather than say, hey, you're just a, you know, boundary safety or you're just a field safety. Um, so right now we got we got some guys that are that are really you know taking some steps you know um, we're excited about carry on just because we didn't have him last year so seeing him kind of get back in the flow has been good as well. Another line to evaluate. My favorite, the offensive line. Here's coach's evaluation there. Yeah, I think you know the the one good part about it is is all of those guys are returning. Um, Trent Holler is really the only new guy. Um, now they're in different roles, right? So we got old guys, different roles. Um, but I think as far as a continuity standpoint, I think they're in a really good spot. Uh, what we got to get to now is the, the guys that are replacing the guys who, who, who you know, who, who moved on. You know, luckily, um, the guys that are stepping in to replace them played some quality reps, you know, last year. Um, you know, Osborne played quality reps and before he got injured. You know, Driscoll was able to play some quality reps. Dalton, um, you know, was able to finish a full year healthy. So now he's able to kind of go into the spring with, with a little confidence. You know, so I think we, we feel good about the guys we have. Trent Hollers come in with the right mentality and the right mindset. Obviously, he's played um, college football, not necessarily our scheme, but, you know, playing O-line and the fundamentals and techniques. So we feel really good about it. Tyshawn Hurst is a guy that um, – you know, came in last year and was able to kind of train, played a little bit, um, but is now taking a step and making a push in that group. Stephen Fischel, um, a guy who came in. So we got some guys who didn't necessarily have a huge role last year, but are now getting that same training or opportunity to kind of build some of that experience moving forward. Hey, you know what? We're hitting all the lines. Let's go ahead and talk about another uh, place of concern, and that's special teams. Again, here's Coach's evaluation after day two. Day two of practice. Well, I think the biggest thing is, is, is one, as coaches, we got to find out what they can do well. Um, you know, we, we got a new punter. You know, Rob did a really good job for us, was here for a really long time, had some consistency at that position. Now we got John McConnell, um, who's got some talent, but we, 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 last year's scheme was catered to what Rob was, did really well. Um, so now we got to figure out exactly what does McConnell do really, really well and kind of cater to that. Um, obviously, from a kicking standpoint, you know, we, we were breaking in a brand new kicker. So we got to figure out what do they do really well? You know, are they right hash guys, left hash guys? Is their range 50 and in? Is their range 40 and in? Um, so some of those things we got to figure out. Um, you know, luckily enough, or, you know, um, as, as people say, if you got a snapper, you got a chance. You know, having Rob Appio back um, definitely helps. Um, Rob's definitely the leader in that group, and he can kind of help manage, you know, how do we go about preparing in practice, which is good. Um, even though McConnell didn't play last year, he was here, so he at least knows a little bit about how we do things. So it's good for us to be able to see what those guys can do. Um, it's really good. I think it's just like the quarterback position at the kicker position. It's, it's, it's really open competition. 
And, you know, I mean, you legitimately mean that, meaning everyone's got an opportunity. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we go this spring, what they're able to do. Consistency obviously is going to play a huge role in it. Um, but for us being able to see the first time of what these guys can do will be good. All right, final final position we're going to talk about today, Coach Huff. You know you want to talk about it. Quarterbacks. Let's talk about quarterbacks with Coach Huff. You know, I think what we, what we see um, is kind of what you would expect, right? Cam Fancher. Um, kind of understands what we're doing a little bit more. You know, I mean, he's able to kind of operate with a little bit more consistency. Um, you know, the young guys, Chase and Peter, um, they flash. You know, one play, they make a beautiful throw. Um, you know, one play, they look like they just showed up, you know, yesterday. Um, but usually when they flash, if you look down at the script, it's a play that they've repped multiple times. So that leads you to believe with experience and reps that they'll be able to do some things. Um, so I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. Um, Talent-wise, it's there. Um, you know, you watch them in seven-on-seven. Seven, you watch them in individual drills. Um, they've got the arm talent. Then you put the big monsters in front of them, and it's kind of like, uh-oh, you know, can he see over those guys? And then all of a sudden, boom, he'll make a play, and you're like, oh, good. And then, you know, two plays later, if it's something new, it's like, ah, uh, it's a little bit slow processing. So I think right now Cam is probably a little bit farther ahead, not necessarily from a talent standpoint, but just from a comfortability standpoint, if that makes sense, and experience, even though he didn't have much game, but just experience in the system. Um, Chase and Peter are doing some really good things. Um, just got to get them understanding more so they can be more comfortable. There you have it. Breakdown from day two of practice. Day two. Some good stuff there. More coming up. We'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is open at 877-420-TALK. It's 877-420-8255. Our text line is open as well. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We'll get all of that coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to our final segment, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget tomorrow, baseball's on the road, taking on UAB, 7 o'clock for the Thundering Herd. Tennis in action tomorrow, taking on Middle Tennessee. That's going to be at 3.30 p.m. And softball, of course, we heard from Megan Smith-Lyon earlier. Softball in action, 1 o'clock tomorrow. So, You've got some options there. You got tennis, you got softball. Soccer is going to be facing off against Ohio State. That is Saturday, 4 p.m. Chris Grassy is going to join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. I can't believe that Chris is coming on the program and Cirque, Mr. Cirque, Ryan Cirque, our intern, is not going to be here tomorrow to represent the soccer team. So I'll have to. I'll have to give it my all. I'll have to do my best. Talk of soccer with Chris Grassy coming up tomorrow on the program. Did he agree to come on the show when he knew you weren't be here? Is that how we got him? Because he he knew you wouldn't be here, Ryan, that he wouldn't have to deal with you? I said, hey, Chris, can you come on the show with Paul on Friday? And I won't be there. He said, absolutely. 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 Um Okay, so Saturday is going to be busy as well because soccer has got Ohio State and tennis is going to take on 
Well, I don't know what the, what the situation is going to be here. You need a day off? Come on. John Mercer, you need a day. Middle Tennessee on Friday, Cincinnati on Sunday. I mean, what are you doing on that Saturday? Uh, what are you doing on the Saturday? Come on now. You don't need that much time. Watching film probably is what you're doing. Uh, track and field back in action uh, at the Hilltopper Relays in Bowling Green. And um, here's a nice little thing for the golf program, and we're going to have to get Matt Grobe on the show next week. If Matt's listening, get stand by your phone. Tyler Jones, Marshall men's golfer, Tyler Jones set a team record with a 10 under 62 in the final round of the Golf Week Any Given Tuesday Intercollegiate. And he tied for the win on Wednesday. Broke the Marshall's single-round record of 63, scored by Marshall Athletics Hall of Famer Lyndon Mead in the Mid-American Conference Championship on May 23rd, 19. 19- 58. We're talking 1958. We're talking Woody Woodrum time frame. That's what we're talking here. We're talking back in the day of Woody Woodrum, 1958. That's old. I'll be there one day. We'll be talking about me in this way here in about 20 years. <laughs> like back in the Paul Swan days. Get Swan back in here. That sounds like something old that happened back in the in the Pruitt era. Like you remember the Pruitt era? You remember that? Wow, yeah, Swan was there. He could talk about it. It's like me and Tim Stevens. And and we're, we're going to be like the old guys that are still around. Me and Tim Stevens from the Herald-Dispatch. You know, he's 58. I found that out yesterday. Tim Stevens is 58. My guy from the Herald-Dispatch is just like eight years older than me. I'm like, Tim, I almost wanted to text him and say, Tim, you've been around forever. I didn't know you were that young. You've been around forever. It feels like I've, I've known you for 58 years. <laughs> so Tim's listening. Apologies, Tim. But, you know, it's just like you're 58? Wow, I didn't know you were that young, man. Just because I feel like you've been here for 60 or 70 years covering the herd. It just feels that way. It's, it's all good, though. It's all good. Coming up tomorrow on the show, Chris Grassy, he'll, he'll join us. We're looking forward to talking to him. Ohio State, that's a pretty big deal. It's a big deal. Cirque, you're telling me no. Wait a minute. I guess, again, former Marshall soccer player Ryan Cirque saying not big deal. Not a big deal? I mean, it's a bigger deal that Ohio State gets to play Marshall, not Marshall gets to play Ohio State. So it's Ohio State's Super Bowl, not Marshall's Super Bowl. Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes, out of the Big Ten, they have $54 million for every single athletic department. They just print money for whatever they do. And and Marshall's the bigger deal than Ohio State? Absolutely. Ohio State, I don't think, has been to the NCAA tournament in a very long time. Okay. All right. It's a big deal for Ohio State coming. Ohio State's coming to Marshall. It's a big deal for them. All right. Chris Grassy joins us tomorrow. We'll talk about this. So I expect Marshall to throttle them. I hope it's like a really big blowout, one nothing. By the way, before we go, before we go, USA, Team USA lost 2-0, 2-0 
And the soccer world is excited today because they lost 2-0. 2-0. And we're excited because if if this was any other sport, you would be out we're celebrating losing by only 2. They get to go to the World Cup so they can lose again by 2. You get eliminated. No, actually there's the uh, there's the qualifying round. Right? You got the qualifying round, the seeding round. We'll discuss it on Tuesday, sir. He'll have a whole like memorandum for me on Tuesday. Why that was important yesterday. USA losing by two. And we're celebrating it. Because if they would have lost by five, they would have been out. For Ryan Cirque. I'm Paul Swan. Back tomorrow on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.